0: So today I'm joined by the lovely, wonderful Serena Lee. Hi Serena. Hi Sharon. How are you today? I'm very good thank you. It's so good to see you back here at the museum. It's good to see you and be here with you, I'm really pleased. So today, what I thought we'd do actually before we get started is just in case People haven't listened to previous episodes, and I don't know why they wouldn't do that. But anyway, in case they haven't, <laughs> can you please just explain who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm Serena Lee, and
1: I head the platform, well, do the platform, Georgian Diaspora. You, it? It. you yeah, I, I it. I head it. <laughs> yeah, I head the platform, Georgian Diaspora, on Instagram, and I'm an independent historian. So, yeah, I've been doing talks about black imagery in
0: history. Yeah, because
1: that's my main interest at the moment.
0: Yeah, and your platform is phenomenal. Thank you. It really is. How many followers do you have now, approximately? I think about
1: 20,000,
0: yeah. Yeah. Which is really, really brilliant. That's how I came across your work, actually, because I was looking for, yeah, images where Mm. we can see ourselves represented back, and your platform does that so beautifully and so meticulously and with such care and attention. But yeah, I've been a follower ever since and I think that's a few years now. So the opportunity to work with you on this project has been amazing, so I want to thank you for that. So today we will be talking about beauty aesthetics and we are talking about beauty aesthetics in relation to the piece which you have selected from the collections, which is the Voyage of the Sable Venus from Angola to the West Indies, which is an etching by Thomas Dothard. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about what you can see in front of you right now for the listeners at home? Okay,
1: so, I mean, this image is an African descent woman in the middle. She's coming from a shell with some cherubs around her, you know, coming out of the sea. And then to the left, you have a sea god, Triton, and he's holding a British flag. And it's like they're going across the Atlantic in a very romanticised, Baroque-style image.
0: I have to say, of all the images selected for these episodes, this one, for me, is the most difficult to, to look at.
1: Can you tell me what I mean? Don't mind me asking. <laughs> no, but I am. I'm interested. Yeah. Why? Can you tell me Why?
0: Because it's based, it's inspired by Botticelli's 15th century, The Birth of Venus. But this particular piece, this particular depiction, I should say, shows the woman of African descent being towed by dolphins to the Americas, standing on a half shell. So this imagery of an enslaved woman being towed in a beautiful setting with cherubs and it's all peaceful and wonderful and serene is the complete antithesis to the actuality of what occurred at this time. So I find it really difficult to engage with because it's one of the most overt representations of propaganda that I've seen from any of the pieces we've discussed today. And I find it cruel and highly triggering. So yeah, that's why I struggle with this piece. <laughs> that's why.
1: No, I mean, I hear you and I feel the same. But for me as well, I looking at it, I have to contextualise what I'm seeing. And A few years ago, I went to Florence and I saw Botticelli's venus Mm. and it's an amazing piece it's really well done because i love art and yeah seeing it you know even that as an image is problematic in in a sense because you see this beautiful young nubal white girl she's got blonde hair blue eyes and she's seen as you know quite coy covering Mm -hmm. herself you know and it kind of it makes me think of how we live in society today and what we dear to is what is beautiful. And then you look at music videos, pop music videos that are, in a sense, taking from Botticelli and that image with the flowing hair. If you think of like, I don't know, like Beyonce or Britney Spears, Mm. those like iconic images from the past actually play a huge role in how we are today that's mm. that's absolutely what I believe that's um, a
0: really interesting sorry to interrupt but that's a really interesting connection which I hadn't really thought about in terms of beauty standards and and in particular beauty standards in connection with Botticelli's Venus
1: yeah absolutely because that was the Renaissance period and they were literally framing society and how it should be and who should be revered and how they should look and that was a key time a key era you know the art that was coming out of that time in Italy in particular and you know for me every time I go to a museum I'm always looking for the the black person same it's always (laughs) I it's it's just something I always it's it's an instinct Mm. and of course you know they're always usually in especially in these big houses or big museums, institutions, they are always in a servile in servile state. And I think what's interesting about the sable Venus, it's hard to look at. I'm not going to deny that, but I think it's interesting when you compare it to Botticelli's nubile white young woman to her, the sable Venus. You can see from that image that she's sexualized almost, mm-hmm. and it's and there's a lot of iconography in the image too. And also it was etched in 1801. Mm-hmm. And the other things that were happening in Georgian Britain in particular, if you think about other visual imagery, there was a lot of caricatures. And these were seen as propaganda pieces, like you would think I'd know today, Benny Hill or reality TV shows. Exactly, exactly. I'm making that that point. And Mm. in these caricatures, they would always have the black woman and they'd always make them incredibly grotesque and then contrast them with other white people in the image. And, you know, when you look at those images, you do see how awful and degrading they're trying to use blackness to empower, like this supposed idea of white supremacy in an image. And I do think that there are still remnants of that that we're still dealing with with today.
0: So going back to this image, why did you choose this particular piece to look at to discuss beauty aesthetics? Because going with
1: the, looking at the caricatures and then looking at this, this is an idealised image, a romanticised image of slavery and they're using the black woman as a, almost like a flag or a symbol, an icon of slavery. Because that's what this is, a pro-slavery image. When you think about slavery and what it's about and how abhorrent it is, and then they stamp this image on it.
0: It is bizarre, isn't it? It is,
1: incredibly (laughs) bizarre. And it is hard, but I think it's, it's important to look at it and contextualize an image like this in order to find You know, what is it about, you know, the society and the culture that we live in today that would come up with an image like that? It's artists like yourself and others that, you know, that kind of allow a sort of relief, Mm. actually, for me, when I look at images like this. And I think it's important that it's almost like a journey, even though it's historical, it's actually looking at these images you're able to almost free her, free her the image, the icon, but make it part of the story that you're trying to speak to. I mean when you started the Seeing Ourselves project I thought oh gosh I definitely want to be involved because mm-hmm. looking at these images in a sense to me helps me contextualize and understand being British, actually, being black British, because I think it's, it's a disservice to try and... And I, and I understand it. I know many people don't want to look at these images or deal with them, or it's just, you know, why are we looking back? But I think it's important to give yourself context and a foundation and be able to say, actually, I can handle that. Because, like, I can go to a museum and I see these images and I understand them, from my point of view, rather than being told, oh, this is, you know, from the white gaze.
0: Mm. And I think I look back at these images mainly so that I can, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think I have a different approach. I think our approaches are very different. But I think I look at these images because I want to create images that celebrate black women as a black woman myself. Because I know historically, so many of those images were created by white males predominantly. And for me, I'm trying to almost (laughs) put full stop and ensure that our voices can be heard. It's really important for me that as a black woman, I create those images. It's really, really important. But also reaffirms my right to take up space, my right to be seen, my right to be heard. And the Seeing Ourselves series has helped to improve not only my self-confidence, but also the people that I get to work, you know, I get to work with some amazing people like yourself, and also get to take up space in spaces where I wouldn't have ever imagined I could actually sit in comfortably. That's beautiful to me do no know what else to say. No, no, no. No, I really <laughs> Cuz I think like them, do you know what it is? It's because of what we say. Yeah, it's the point of of why we do what we do. Exactly. It? It's exactly. It's exactly
1: that. It's exactly it, it because it's been able to reflect and move forward and I can connect okay. to your work yeah. and the other artists that like Lubina him and she speaks he reflects back to the past and I just love her work because it's storified and contextualized I love your work because it's based on black women and because black women they've been taught they've been treated in the past and okay I'm looking at visual history but we know the past but even in the visual sense it actually it's very powerful Mm. that's the point I'm making it was very powerful and it actually formed the way people thought about other people, about other human beings and And that's still true today mm. and so your work and others are so important because you know how she is idealized a sable Venus, and people are starting to theorize about this image now, and I think it's really important actually to have that conversation there are people like Sadia Hartman, she's a scholar and professor and she talks about critical fabulations and critical fabulations is a theory of looking at images in the archive or not just images sorry just black women in the archive and being able to link it to memorialize that those people in the past that are usually hidden or violently abused which is what i come across all the time and through her work i'm able to to give it words and articulate it but that memorialization that that kind of ethical engagement with the past is what is really what i'm interested in and it's part of why i do georgian diaspora because i couldn't really articulate it but the more and more i talk about it the more this is that's actually what i'm trying to do is uh, bring forward my own voice actually and to take up space just like what you're saying
0: yeah and I think the more you do that the more confidence like I was saying about confidence why is it the more confident you become in taking up that space it's like every step forward you go okay I did that now I can take this step forward and you push yourself just that little bit that little bit further every time I think we have some brilliant conversations don't we outside of doing this podcast yes yes. just very open (laughs) conversations around around confidence building and around taking up space and believing in yourself and I think as black women it's really wonderful for me personally that this series, this body of work has now led to some really wonderful friendships as well, where we are kind of standing side by side and holding each other up and, you know, encouraging each other that we are enough, that we're more than enough. Exactly. And we deserve to be in all the spaces.
1: Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're, you're like, amazing to me because I'm able to see myself within Mm. you and in Fiona and Estelle, you know, it's like, oh, yes. And honestly... Sometimes I, I didn't feel like that, you know, mm-hmm. in the past, and George and Dasper and looking at these visual images and being able to, in my own way, in my own small way, just transform what I saw, because it is that, it's about seeing differently because there are different perspectives. There are so many beautiful perspectives as well is what I'm learning and understanding and that even my perspective is important mm-hmm. too.
0: I think my frustration with this piece mm-hmm. is around who has the authority to <laughs> to define what beauty is that's where my <laughs> that's where my frustration lies with so many images not just this image but I think it triggers me because I think about whom decides what is beautiful outside of this period of art. So who defines what's beautiful in contemporary society? Who defines what constitutes beauty in magazines? Who is included? Whose voices aren't heard? Who isn't seen? So that's where my frustration and anger lies.
1: I second that. I understand that. Because, I mean, when I was doing... Fashion studies, and I had such a great time. I did when I was at fashion school, but there was such a, okay, I'll just, I'll go in. There was a point when I was a stylist and I was doing some styling backstage and it was kind of really hectic. The designer was going quick, you know, get this done, make that belt tighter. And one of the models was on the floor and he was tightening the belt so, so tight. And she was like, I can't breathe. And he was like, fine, just get up and do it. like get down on the catwalk. And then I was fitting one of the models and she was saying something about school and I said, Oh, are you going to school? You're saying? She said, yes, yes. I said, how old are you? She says, I'm 15. And he's very tall, statuesque, beautiful German model. And like we dressed her up in these clothes. she had this kind of false kind of Afro type hair. And then she walked down the catwalk and it was just then I had a moment of, you know, this industry or the beauty industry. It's interesting how we dress children up. Because she's 15, she's a child. Mm. And she's as thin as a rake. Um, and put them in like old women clothes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like that, old women clothes. <laughs> well, <laughs> Big people's clothes, isn't it? Yes, really? <laughs> yes.
1: And, and then send her down the cat. And it was then that I had a little bit of a um, an ick mm. about beauty and fashion. It was then that it dawned on me. And ever since then, like, that's why I always go back to history and think, well, where does this come from? Like, why are we in a day and age where we dress a 15-year-old and send her down the catwalk? But for me, it's quite clear where it comes
0: from. And so was that the point where you decided to step away from that that world? Do you feel as though you've stepped away from that world? Yes,
1: yes, I do.
0: But I should be careful and answer that (laughs) before I assume (laughs)
1: No, it, no, but it, even I've had to look back, and then I started to look at more like black fashion, and mm-hmm. then it made me notice like black beauty in a sense where where is that in the industry, and how does that fit in? And then I was looking more at beauty than beauty history, and then fashion history, and yeah, that's that's where mm-hmm. I'm where I am today: dress history and visual history. Mm-hmm. But it it was that moment where I was thinking, oh, that's why we live in the world we do, and people mm-hmm. are wondering why there are so many problems and girls have these issues. Because as much as it's, I'm talking about black women, it's always like women as well, have these issues of always trying to look like a young girl mm. in, in any kind of sense that, you know, you need to look like this, you need to wear that, you need, and it's, it's effective. Mm. You know, all, all these images, even Botticelli, back in the Renaissance era, it's still
0: effective today so true so when thinking about beauty standards and Mm. beauty aesthetics it takes me back to the piece the disappointment Mm. that we looked at last year yeah first one yeah our very first one where you myself Fiona Compton and Charmaine Watkiss came to the National Maritime Museum And I had selected a few pieces from the collections. And what I wanted to do was to have a kind of unboxing, but an unboxing with a difference. So an unboxing where you were not opening up, you know, like some gifted clothing (laughs) for for Instagram. I was going to say for the social media, but no, for Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, no, it wasn't that. (laughs) It wasn't that at all. I had selected some pieces from the collections that I wanted to almost surprise you all with and to record your responses. Those are available on YouTube to watch. And there are three episodes Seeing Ourselves available online. But it's taken me back to the disappointment, which was one of those pieces from those discussions. Can you talk to us a little bit about the disappointment in the context of this piece that we're talking about today?
1: Yes, I mean, just to describe it, it's an illustrated image of a well-dressed white man and woman and another lady, an African descent woman. They were all dressed incredibly well and the man is lifting a handkerchief up off a sleeping woman. So he's lifting the handkerchief off to see who this woman is. And as he's lifting it, his face is of disgust and contempt. I mean, this is what's written on the card. He has a face of disgust and contempt, and has a face of clear disappointment. And the caption below says, "Damn, she's a black one." And you know, I mean, it's coming back to me now.
0: It's coming back <laughs> to me now. That's why was, I'm a little bit. I know mute. I'm more
1: triggered up now. Oh god, that was full on. You know,
0: like that was the really The feelings full of
1: on. being there and. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot and, and I suppose I'm, I chose to speak about that again today in terms of aesthetics and beauty because right there and then it's telling you, you know, that was a cigarette card that would be just passed out like you have memes today to kind of reinforce a thought of that time of the Georgian era and that was one of them that the black woman is a disappointment, no matter how beautifully dressed she might be.
0: And she was very beautiful Oh yes, yes. She was dressed no differently from anyone else. No. But the underlying or overt message was that, despite all of the beautiful clothes, that black woman will never be enough. Mm -hmm. And I think, for me, I find that triggering because I see that as a truth, that in so many spaces, no matter how educated you are, no matter what jobs you've done, no matter how you turn up, no matter how well-spoken you are. You know, just all of these things that you might think, oh, that'll get you in. No, it won't. Well, Oprah was
1: run out of a shop in Europe. I think it was in France, in Paris. Mm. I mean, she could have brought the shop, probably.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, and I get that myself in certain places.
0: And I think that's why that piece triggers.
1: Absolutely. Because it
0: it reaffirms what we all know and it's what we experience. But despite all of that, we don't give up.
1: Well, this is it. And and I think speaking to people like you, that's what I'm saying when I'm talking about art, and art is a powerful tool, a powerful tool, regardless. You know, how people see is important. And... I think it's important to let people know that there's another way to see things, to see this image. That you can reflect in however way you feel you should, not by what you've been told.
0: How can you, or how can we, despite all of that, manage to see through? the very overtly racist, derogatory imagery that we so often see of ourselves? How how do you... I'm really intrigued as to how you do it. Tell me how. Well, no, I mean, not,
1: I could ask you the same thing, to be honest. It's a hard question. Yeah. Um, But it, it's like it is an instinct that I know that I'm human. I know that there are that I'm worthy in some way and that, you know, I have a right to express myself regardless of how the world is set up, Mm. especially in this side of the world, how this world is set up to see people like me in the past, that look like me in the past. And it's just an instinct to kind of where is the humanity in that? And more often than not, I do find what I'm looking for mm. in these images. And I, I can't give you, like, a formula. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> when you it's do, think you're going to make some money yeah, it's, that,
0: go- <laughs> <seriously>. <laughs> it's coming. It is. I'm getting
1: there. Um, at the moment, it's subconscious, but I can see that it helps. And I see that through others' work, like yours, mm. you know, seeing ourselves. And it's, it's taking that... It's taking the bull by the horns and making and just changing that gaze and making it our own.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Serena. I can't thank you enough for this conversation. I feel so empowered and so uplifted, and I have so much to think about in terms of how I navigate spaces. Are there any books that you would recommend, anything that you're reading currently, or just anything you'd recommend our listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, recently I've started, I haven't read it yet, African Europeans mm-hmm. by Avaletti. African Europeans, an untold story. Okay, wonderful. That's a really good book. I'm just, I've just started, but she's like the very first black woman of history in the UK.
0: Wow, really? Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's phenomenal. Okay. I will be buying that book. Yeah, Thank you so much for your
1: time. That. Thank you, Sharon. Thank it's you.
0: Always good to speak to you. And always good to speak to you and see you. Good <laughs> yeah, to see you know, and sit it's in the great. same room. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Sharon. You've been listening to the Seeing Ourselves podcast hosted by me, Sharon Walters. I'm a London-based artist whose practice includes hand-assembled collages celebrating black women. You can find my work on Instagram by heading to london-artist1 or by visiting my website londonartist1.com.